What's going on? My name is Tyson McGuffin. Welcome to the McGuffin Show. We're on episode 34 here. Want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Beamer Therapy. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys get over to my website, TysonMcGuffin.com, and check out what Beamer is about. I have a buddy here with me. Uh, he is in his 60s. This guy is a complete stud. Uh, if I have his energy when I'm his age, I'll be more than happy. Uh, he's a physician's assistant. His name is uh, Drew Johnson. Drew, what is going on, brother? Man, Tyson, thank you for having me on your show this morning in northern Idaho. That's right, man. God's country, buddy. Yeah, God's country. Drew actually lives uh, about 10 minutes north of me. You bet. He's got a beautiful home, and I'm getting ready to... Uh, uh, maybe have some dinner at his place here one of these nights. He's been, he's been telling me about his, uh, about his lovely spot out there. If you don't mind, uh, uh, Drew, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you've done recently, um, kind of uh, what you're doing with your business now, and uh, yeah, just kind of give us a lowdown, brother. Yeah, my little bit of background, I've been a PA since 1979 when I graduated, probably before you were born, Tyson. I don't know about that. I was born in 89, baby. There you go, 10 years before. <laughs> anyway, I worked in Chicago, Orlando, Orlando Magic, team physicians down there, in orthopedic spine surgery, did a bunch of open heart surgery over the years, neurospinal surgery, went to the Carolinas. I transitioned to Northern Idaho about 12 years ago. And that's where I kind of transitioned from Western medicine, when in doubt, cut it out, you know, take care of people after their bodies are broken down. Yeah. Now I'm in the whole side of holistic side of medicine where in my clinic here in 916 West Ironwood in Coeur Idaho, it's called Pure Health Clinics and Pivotal Health Clinics, mm-hmm. in which I transitioned the holistic side, which we're going to talk about in a little bit more detail, of taking care of the body first, right? Get ahead of the curve of inflammation, get ahead of the curve of joint breakdown. Right. The overall health of a body, get their get their confidence back, get their uh, depression down. We work with biomedical hormones, work with weight loss program, regenerative medicine with stem cell therapies, along with the BTL products we're going to talk about as you experienced here of recently course. with the MSculpt Neo and the MSella, the core to floor technology. What does this guy not do? I mean, come on now. Um, I actually got to meet uh, Drew Johnson through a good buddy of mine, Sean Burke. Sean Burke is a uh, sponsored ASEA athlete, and Sean was going into uh, uh, Drew's clinic and was using this machine called EM Sculpt Neo. And uh, anyhow, Sean was bugging me to get in there and try it. And I have done a couple sessions already, and I kid you not, it is the shortcut to working out. And someone like myself, who is, um, you know, uh, running a business. My wife owns a business. We have four kids. I'm playing 20 tournaments a year. Uh, have a lot going on in life. Someone like myself, I just don't have as much time to be spending time in the gym and uh, have this detailed, very specific uh, regimen. Uh, I w- wish I could, but there's way too much side hustle going on right now. So uh, something that's been very crucial that has totally helped me in the last, uh, I've been, I think I came in about four weeks ago was the, which was the uh, first time that I used it. But uh, for the last month or so, I've noticed a huge uh, increase in strength and foot speed um, and uh, general agility. And, um, something I was telling Dr. Drew is, is that I, um, I spent like two weeks on the road and, uh, didn't play for a week. And when I took a week off and I came back, I kid you not, I took a whole week off. I came back and I played Saturday morning and, uh, I can, I can see this guy smiling over here. <laughs> and when I came back Saturday morning, I swear to God, it felt like I had been working out all week. It felt like I was on the court all week, but I didn't feel, um, like my first step was slow. Um, I, I didn't feel any sort of inflammation, uh, after I played that, 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 uh, first time. And honestly, it just felt like my body, uh, was in very good shape and I was strong. And, um, 
Uh, so for me, that was a huge tell. I could take a week off and I could come back and I didn't have any sort of lag. I didn't feel like my first step was slow and, uh, I feel like a brand new man, baby. So no, very cool. Um, also I got my first, uh, dose of stem cell therapy. Um, and that was my first time trying out stem cell, got it by this man right here. And, um, um, I got stem cell, uh, last week. It was like last Tuesday and uh, obviously went to Florida this last weekend, pl played the tournament in Florida, played Thursday through Sunday, and then taught a camp Monday, Tuesday. Um, and I kid you not, I was not sore at all over the tournament. I, I played four matches on Thursday in singles, worked my butt off, sweated through probably 10 shirts. It was hot and humid, all the above. Usually if I'm, if I'm East Coast and it's humid and I'm playing singles, I wake up Thursday morning, I'm oh, sorry, I wake up Friday morning after singles and I'm probably 30% uh, sore or 40% sore. Um, and I can feel lactic acid and I can feel buildup of uh, inflammation and things like that. But I kid you not, with trying stem cell and uh, with what I felt this last weekend, I felt like a brand new man. I didn't feel like all that added lag. And uh, to be honest, over the whole weekend, um, there wasn't much inflammation. So that's um, yeah, cool stuff, man. I'll tell you what. It's just what I want to hear from a practitioner standpoint, Tyson. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got a little teary-eyed when you first came in and you said that to me because this yeah. is my goal in life. My last year that I have in medicine is turn people's lives around, whether yeah. it's a top-level level athlete at yourself right. or it's a regular person that's a weekend warrior or a stay-at-home mom that wants to get feeling better. Yeah, I mean, to have the stem cells circulate through your body, there's billions of cells that made you recover. To, like you didn't even exercise the day before in that 90% humidity and, and temperature, changing right. eight shirts. Yeah, for sure. And then you take the M-Sculpt Neal, and the, the statistics on M-Sculpt Neal, folks, is that when Tyson does his 30-minute ab routine, that's equivalent to 20,000 crunchies or so. Come on, baby. Doesn't doesn't get easier than that. I mean, uh, and that's what's so cool about, about this uh, very expensive machine is that, uh, I, I mean, in 30 minutes, you know, if you put both paddles on your stomach, it's equivalent to 20,000 reps. I mean, uh, that is just... It is just wild to think about. I watched his abs last night. They contract like, you know, he's like a, a 19-year-old abs and a 32-year-old body, right? right? I mean, it's like they crunch in together. And I'm 66 next Tuesday. And I mean, I've got my six-pack, almost eight-pack. And I do, I, I don't diet really bad. I mean, I really try to stay on a good diet and exercise routine. But I love my equipment that I have with the M-Sculpt Neal. You can do your biceps, you can do triceps, you can do your calves, you can do your glutes. Yeah. Outside, inner side thighs. And Tyson did all that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and you know, I mean for, uh, 30 minutes and how it e equals out to 20,000 reps, uh, it, it definitely is a painful process. You know, obviously if you lower the intensity, it's not as painful, but, uh, but with you getting that many reps in, it's, it's, it's bound to be a little painful. Uh, and you can crank up the heat, yeah. right? The and Neo, you can crank up the intensity. Right. We can customize these person's tech, you know, their pain threshold, if you right. will. And I would say the pain is, you know, if I can make a conversation with you, which I could do during the whole time. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, it's, it's that type of, uh, enjoyable discomfort versus right. a pain threshold. I guess my opinion, but anyway, but I'll, I'll get on and I'll do leg during the same time to maximize my uh, guys a machine you know so it's like um it maxes my my um my way i look you know way i feel my confidence and all right. that so it's a game changer for you guys like you yeah i, no, I, for I sure, see man. with sean i see confidence with is everything. the other athletes i have i got a athlete that's strongman competitor that's number five in the state of idaho yeah he's jerking up 300 pounds twice as much as he did two weeks ago because yeah. of his core strength right and the recovery for him so right that's cool yeah so it's it's exciting technology um it's changing 
all walks of life, no matter if it's a young gal, middle age, overweight, we, we, we do a, uh, what I try to do is maximize their hormone therapy and weight loss along with the M-Sculpt Neal to make them really get their core back together. Even an older person that's had a problem with balance right. makes their core stronger. So, right. yeah. So uh, tell us, is uh, core strength everything? Well, to me it is. It yeah. sets up the whole body. That's your, your L4-5 or your lumbar areas where you fulcrum, where you bend. And when people have low back pains because their front part of the body or their core is weak. Right. So the M-Sculpt Neal can really develop someone that is, let's say, in a walker that a late older lady or older person, or let's say you trying to move left to right in, a, in your pickleball court, right. your core is engaged. You're going to be able to go transition left to right much quicker or the older person ready to trip on the sidewalk. They can catch themselves because their core strong. Right. So it helps their low back pain, helps their whole things. Core is the, the number one. Then we build out laterally to the thighs, to the low back, yep. arms, yep. so on. So, okay. Okay. And, and if you don't mind, let's uh, tell the viewers here, give us the exact technology behind EM Sculpt Neo. Right. Right. So the M-Sculpt Neal has two types of, of, of modalities of care. One's called HIFEM, High Intensity Focused Magnetic Energy Pulsations. So there's paddles that are about five inches around that set on your stomach. Could be one paddle depending on the size. What it does is causes these pulsations over seven different contractions, FDA approved device, that causes these muscles to contract and build and contract and build. So, and then the other aspect is the Neo, the M-Sculpt Neo. Neo is the RF, or if you will, the microwave. Fat hates two things, heat or cold. Right. So what happens during the four sessions over a month, one week apart, you're going to lose an average of 30% of your abdominal visceral fat, the mm -hmm. fat under the skin, above the muscle, and the fat right below the muscle. You're also going to gain 25% abdominal girth. So if you, it's a double whammy, you start losing fat, you gain muscle strength right. and muscle girth, you look ripped. And then you're going to lose about six centimeters in your, your abdominal waistline. Okay. So this process, Tyson, is, 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 is kind of hard to wrap around most people's, but, but you're experiencing it. Uh, a week out, two weeks, three weeks later, that up to three months, this keeps on turning and burning. Your muscle keeps on contracting. So muscle contraction causes weight loss or fat, fat loss, I should say, and right. weight loss by, 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 by the byproduct of that. And then the Neo adds another 11%. So that's the 30% of, of the total amount of fat loss in that four sessions are total two hours, 30 minutes apiece. Right over a three month period. So we don't have to have people do it every day or every week for years. You don't have to do that. Right. We have people on different schedules that like I, I have in my clinic, I do it you know, monthly. And right. it keeps me just as, at my age, I, I'm proud of what I have, but you know, the, the machine does what it does. Right. And it, and it uh, just so the viewers understand, uh, when you use EM Scope Neo, it's an add on to working out, correct? Like, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, it's, I, it's not a couch potato, replacement <laughs> right of course yeah right, exactly right. so we want we want people to be, be dialed into my clinic i, I yeah. sit down and interview people i yeah. want people dialed in let's right. get the diet exercise the lifestyle change then add the m-sculpt then the exactly. biological exactly. hormone and then they're happy people their confidence comes back right their marriage is better they go to work better depression goes down it's yeah. a win-win yeah that's cool so we have the core to floor machine called the Mcella, okay. and that's that's a machine that you actually sit on the same kind of same kind of magnetic pulsations that builds the pelvic floor so that's for you know you're entering continence, a lady that had vaginal deliveries and they can't quite enjoy the, the sports because they leak. And this this device actually turns that all around. Non-surgical, wear your clothes, sit down and do that. Or if you have low back pain or hip pain, it really helps that well. Yeah. And I have I have sat on that puppy and uh <laughs> oh yeah, it'll it'll definitely uh it'll definitely wake you up if you know what I mean. Yeah. 
and, and 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 sorry how many how many times do you kegel and and yeah. is it is it one minute or is it <laughs> please please give us those stats <laughs> it's crazy 12 twelve thousand kegels or you know the crunchies in the pelvic area <laughs> over the 28 minute procedure i mean come on now yeah some crazy numbers because you'll have a gyn doc will say okay go to the stoplight and do 12 kegels during the red light you know <laughs> so you got to do a thousand red lights to get it in that day <laughs> I mean, the, the, so this technology is phenomenal. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just, it's funny. Yeah. Women get off that thing, like, after two or three sessions, or a man that gets in the middle of the night that's going to go three or four times. He said, I don't have to get up anymore. Yeah. 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 I, I can laugh that without is, leaking. I can, is, well, I can so play neat. pickleball without. Yeah, yeah exactly. 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 Um, no, no, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. Um, you know, someone like myself, I really need to get back in the gym so I can, uh, so I can have the all-inclusive, you know, I can, I can be eating well, uh, in the gym and then obviously using the em sculpt neo as as the add-on but um uh it's been very nice using the, the last three times uh definitely have noticed a huge uh increase in strength foot speed um you know i uh used to have a little extra on my front which is being a dad and, and probably drinking too much beer i haven't been drinking for for uh for all of uh 2022 and uh and obviously, with 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 not drinking and using EM Sculpt Neo, my my stomach is starting to look much better. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, yeah. last night was pretty impressive. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah, brother. So that's what we want people to dial in. Like Tyson, he's he's set a goal for three months or more to not do that, start to drink, and then give him the edge so they can build on that going forward. Yeah. But what I wanted to say is about the uh, the EM Sculpt Neo is that you know we we got to get the edge on. Tyson, he wants to get back to to number one, and so what are we going to do to do that? And that's why he's in our <clears> clinic. We're getting back to three or five percent edge, yeah. along with what he's doing already with diet and exercise, his IV therapies. And again, the, the regenerative medicine folks on the on the stem cell side, not only can it's good for joint treatments, it's good for autoimmune disorders, it's good for a lot of things. And Tyson has, has experience for recovery, so yeah, for sure. so I'd love to have you come down to nine one sixteen West Ironwood there in my clinic and uh, right across from Kootenai Medical Center in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Come in for a consultation and we will definitely take care of you check it out some cool stuff uh drew thank you brother you bet appreciate you man you bet this next portion of the episode is tm bullet room breakdown want to give a big shout out to mlp for giving us the video credits here um okay let's run this first point here baby Okay, got ourselves some female doubles. Got Team BLQK and the Chimeras. Um, this is in the finals, and Team Discovery, the team that I was on, should have been in the stinking final, but we didn't make it there. All right, so we got uh, got Irina and on and uh, Andrea on my side here, and Lee and Al doing their thing on the far side. Put the return on Irina. Looks like Irina hits the drop, stays back. Al with that two-hander. That that two-hander usually comes back in a hurry, but looks like Irina was trying to uh, bake off her shake. She was trying to poach off her off her drop. Floats one. She sees Lee hitting a hitting a sixth. She comes in, crashes. Looks like she wants to be aggressive. Pinches middle. And to be honest, looks like Irina may have taken a too big a cut here because as she takes that big cut, now she's late for that next one. Or that next one could be going wide, but looks like AL was able to put the ball back behind her, take away some time, and um, 
Nice little high five there by, by Lee and AL. All right, point number two here. Got AL and Lee on the far end. Uh, got our same women's match here. <clears throat> okay, so AL drives, Lee gets one down. Okay, now the uh, ladies are dinking cross here. Lee pops one. Okay, let's let's run that point again here. Okay, hey, I was looking. Uh, she's using her spin serve. This is from last year, so she was able to use that spin serve. Drives the third. Lee drops the fifth. Now we have a dinking battle here. Lee likes to give herself a little little time there. Um, Lee is probably more of a counterattacker, and so most most counterattackers will uh, generally give themselves more time off the off the kitchen line to kind of bait their opponent into coming through them. Um, AL usually does not miss that ball. It looks like Andrea and, uh, and, and Irina may have, may have got away with one here. Um, but Andrea, let's we'll see here. So Irina punches. Andrea's backing up. She went tip down block. And I, I think it is, it is smart to block there. Anytime your partner is fighting fire and the fire comes at you when your weight's going back, if you don't have your weight going forward, if you're not ready to swing, it makes sense to want to block and just neutralize. And as we see here, looks like AL was being a little greedy. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, but you know, you got to give some credit to our to our ladies playing some defense here. Looks like they were playing some good D. Andrea got one down. AL kept kept firing. Arena punches back. Andrea punches back. High ball. And that was missed. Yeah, is not known to be missing high balls in the net, but that is very good defense there by uh, by Andrea and Irina. Okay, point number three here. I like that, like that lean by Andrea. I like that lean. Let's check that lean out again. It's a nice, nice game over here. Okay. So Irina uh, dinks in the middle. Looks like AL, AL pops one up, dinks in the middle, AL pops one up, Andrea leans, fires, as she fires, AL got her counter down, and then good night. Good night. You have to be selective on your speed up because if your opponent, or as we see here, Andrea was looking to kind of pinch middle and be a little bigger in the middle. Um, looks like AL was ready for that speed up. She was able to use that two-hander and get that thing down. That is what's so nice about that two-hander. You take a look at people that counter well with their two-hander. Um, yes, they get pace, but also with that left hand, if they can get that left hand on uh, top of the ball, it's easier to get that counter going down. Um, so as we see here, as we see, okay, check, the, check the first one. So Andrea comes, AL gets that down, and then clean up. Start and clean. I like it. I like it. I like it. Check out the replay here. Kaboom. How do you like them apples? Okay, so it looks like they put the return on Irina. Bang the third, drop the fifth. And honestly, that was a that was a reoccurring play at MLP. Um, and I think it was mainly due to using that Franklin ball and 
to be honest, uh, even though it was cold and during this match, as you see, most people in the stands are wearing a sweater because it was like 50 degrees and it was in Dripping Springs, Texas. Um, and uh, it was last fall. Anyhow, even with it being cold and using the Franklin, it's still tough to get that Franklin ball or it's still tough to hit a volley and get that ball past the half court uh, transition zone. So, so as we see, um, they they drove their third. When they when they drove their third, they volleyed short. There's an easy fifth. Um, so something to consider for all my for all my viewers out there. Um, if you're playing with the Franklin ball and you recognize that your opponents are having a hard time getting their volley past the transition zone because the ball is so soft, um, great time to start using a third ball drive. Uh, to enhance your fifth so you can hit a fifth ball drop. Okay, drive the third, drop the fifth, baby. Got some got some inside foot dinking here. Looks like AL is playing the middle uh, big time. Uh, okay, keep her honest. I like it. Okay, looks like, looks like Irina's dinking towards that inside foot. Speed up. Okay, I like it. baby oh stop 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 that's probably one of the better better points that I have here okay, we're gonna break that down again so we're starting to dink inside foot just to kind of see if we get any pop-ups or, or see if we get in see if we get an easier dink to work with uh, moving the ball around now both up the line cross court some some inside foot middle counter block come back in a beautiful point here uh in a in a great representation of uh you know defense to offense offense to defense okay who's who's got the better two-hander here andrea's two-hander is not too shabby if you ask me i'll tell you what look at that look at that and lee so it looks like so it looks like lee poked middle okay hang on so so Check this. So Lee's leaning. So sometimes, you know, it looks like Lee, when she takes a step back or when she sags back off the kitchen line, she's almost daring her opponents to come through her. But once uh, she recognizes that her and her partner are maybe winning the, the dinking battle or they're in control, then she starts leaning in. Uh, and that's, that's something that we talk a lot about in camps is that if you're hitting more lift dinks, um, you know, and you're adding shape on your dinks, don't be afraid to buy yourself some time and kind of dare your opponent to come through you. But if you're hitting more push dinks, or if you're in control of the dink and exchange, then you want to be uh, leaning in or you want to be aggressive with your lean. If you're hitting an aggressive dink, think about leaning in aggressively as well. And as we see here, uh, this is a beautiful play where we pull, uh, they pull Andrea out of position. Andrea's in the outside quadrant. She looks to reset that dink back cross court. It, uh, uh, to be honest here, she probably should have reset this thing back up the line, right? She should have reset this back up the line and kept it in front of her, but she reset it cross. As she resets it cross, Lee's leaning in as she should. Poke. Andrea comes. Lee finds a forehand. And something that we talk about a ton is looks like Lee sped up in like zone two. Sped up in zone two. And then the, uh, the counter came right back to zone one. So usually it comes right back to, a, to, to the same or a similar spot. Um, but that was, a, that was a good showing of a speed up 
and how she sat and stayed and it came right back. And look at the uh, fist pump there, baby. Double fist and add some hips in, baby. Okay, got point number five here. Okay, and there was some there was some sick defense over over this weekend, uh, and I would I would credit that to using that Franklin ball, even though it was very cold. Drop, pop it up. Look at this overhead. Look at that. Does not get better than that. Lee was a walking highlight reel this whole weekend, baby. Passing guys in singles, hitting shots like that. Uh, you know, double fist pump, uh, adding in the hips, and then lots of high fives to fans that were in the uh, stands. I'll tell you what. She is, she is great for pickleball. Come on now. Okay, back playing some D. You can only, oh, okay, okay. Look at that, little, little dumping volley. Okay, drop, drop. So it looks like Irina was kind of cheating in there, but she was able to uh, dig herself out of trouble. Look at that, look at that beautiful drop. It's called the Lee Special, baby, on a dime. Looks like this whole highlight reel is just a, it's just a uh, walking highlight reel of uh, Lee and all of her, all of her points. <clears throat> okay, drop. Looks like we're. Uh, oh. Speed up. Nice. Got herself a creative point here. Handcuff her. Yeah, and I, usually you don't see Andrea uh, being, being this aggressive, but I think in this partnership, she's uh, looking to do a bit more as she should. Okay, Lee drops. Speed up. Lee's got, Lee's got a beautiful little, little block here. I mean, look at this block technique, okay? Uh, something that we talk about during camps is, you know, if there's two imaginary balls out in front of you, let's say here's the first imaginary ball. This would be the block bubble, or, or this would be the block area. This is the second imaginary ball. You're just gonna extend out a bit more. This would be your punch bubble. So Lee does a great job there. When Andrea comes at her, she keeps her paddle like a statue. She keeps the hand positioning still. And she's able to uh, neutralize that block in the kitchen by keeping the paddle and keeping her contact point by her body. Block. Nice. Speed up. Looks like looks like Andrea's uh, looking to pull a little bit. Speed up again. Take over, baby. Nice, nice. One thing, one thing I uh, do like here is that she's uh, getting her hands dirty in the middle and she's taking over. And as we see, Irina sliding here. But as she's doing that, she starts and then she stays as she should. Start and stay, comes right back, usually stays on a line. If you start the mess, clean the mess, stay with it. Beautiful, and Irina and Andrea win the point by Irina's pushing Dink over to uh, Lee's, Lee's backhand there. Andrew does a good job of neutralizing. She's in trouble. She just needs to get one down. And, and know that anytime you're in trouble and you're in transition or if you pop a ball up and you're losing the hands battle, all it takes is one good uh, soft one that gets down in a non-attackable area. Hopefully it's shallow. 
and then you are right back in it. Um, something I try to tell my three, five, and below players is that, uh, you know, a tendency for lower level players is that when you feel rushed or when you feel uh, panicked or if you're in deep water or if you're losing the exchange or if you're on defense, it's natural to want to swing. We want you to do the opposite. Recognize the uh, percentage of points being won by unforced errors compared to forced errors. And with that being said, everybody puts their underwear on the same way and their socks. Put their socks and their undies on the same way. So, um, you know, uh, probably 90% of the points from a 3-5 and below level are being won by unforced errors. So it does not have to be that good when you feel like you like are, are rushed to, to, to bail out. Or if you feel rushed or you feel like you're losing the exchange, it takes one more disciplined ball to bring the point back to neutral and you will not feel as rushed. So don't think uh, high pace. If you're playing defense, think discipline, soft, and get one down in the kitchen and live to fight an- another day. Uh, and send the right message versus a message that you're bailing out or uh, it's a case of premature ejaculation. okay? None of that. <clears throat> Looks like AL's trying to, trying to set up her dinks with, uh, with some dinks in the middle. See one there. Okay, dinks in the middle. Looks like AL, anytime she's pulled out or she's not in good position, they are dinking towards the middle. Okay, so, so know that the middle dink can be used for a wide range of things. The middle dink can be used if you get pulled out of position and you're looking to reset and just keep it in front of you. Or, um, you know, something that Austin Gridley does and something that is much more relevant these days, these days is hitting more push dinks or hitting more aggressive dinks towards the middle. And then off of that, leaning in and looking to capitalize and see if you can take the next one out of the air that you can poke and be aggressive on. So it's dink aggressively middle and see if you can create or get any sort of gain from that. Um, so, so you can use the middle in more of a um, offensive manner uh, with, with push things in offense, or you can use the middle from a defensive manner when you're being pulled out of position and you're looking to neutralize towards your, uh, towards your opponent's inside foot. Okay, looks like this highlight is uh, is full of the MLP women's final, but looks like we're obviously getting getting lots of good points here, lots of exciting points. Love that. Oh, that is one of the few high balls that I've seen Lee miss. But come on, give the credit to the defensive side that is making the court look smaller. Um, I I think we all know what I'm talking about. Isn't it funny how? When your opponents are playing great, de- uh, great defense, how it forces the court to almost shrink and almost feel like a half a sliver. Um, anytime I'm playing the Newmans or I'm playing a team that plays really good D and they use the outside of the court well, uh, it makes the court look so stinking small. And it forces you to really go for too much or play outside your comfort zone or maybe go for a ball um, that, uh, that you either try to over hit or over angle. But as we see here, Irina and Lee or Irina and Andrea are playing some great defense and Lee tries to go for too much um, but that is one of the few uh, high balls that she has missed when she was on offense challenge oh challenge oh looks like Irina said it was just an inch out uh, I don't believe Lee is gonna it's gonna challenge though come on gotta have some smiles out there right uh-uh. 
Okay, it looks like Irina hits that drop. Usually she's very dialed in with that forehand. Swing, crash, get it down. Yeah, Lee does a great job there of differentiating the, the block and the punch. And, uh, you know, anytime she's not ready, she, she blocks. Anytime she is ready, she punches. Come on, now that, that's got to be the best, the best fist pump at MLP. I mean, look at these after point celebrations here. Come on. Come on. Talk to the crowd. Pass around those high fives. <laughs> uh, no, she she was the highlight of the weekend. I'll tell you what. There was a lot of people who did not know who Lee Whitwell was until this. She shined. Uh, oh, boy, did she shine. Okay. Right, Coop and Irina on the far end. Whitwell and Waters on, on our end here. Nice. Playing some D, playing some D. Okay. <laughs> Similar fist pump. I mean, come on now. Just getting fired up. Bring the energy, baby. Bring the energy. Yeah. And Lee's got a lively, loose arm. I'll tell you what. She does. She does. Hey, Kev. So when I, when I rewind like this, um, is there anything that tells me on my end what point this is? Because I don't always remember. So like, uh, instead of me having to rewind, I don't know if there's anything on your end that tells you what, what point we're on. Okay. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Just when I, uh, when I let it play all the way through and I don't, uh, choose each individual point. Um, that's just when I get a little confused. Here we go. <clears throat> Pops one up. Get right back to square one. Something I like there. Um... And, and something that we see a decent amount is that Lee and Irina are, uh, sorry, uh, I, Irina and Andrea are actually popping up a lot of thirds and really having to scramble and clean up their mess off of that. Um, you know, definitely not ideal, but if, but they do do a good job of cleaning up their mess, taking their time, but ball gets popped up. Irina throws up a lob. She gets stuck in transition, back playing defense. Now, once you're here, so if you're on the defending side, you are, um, you are either, it, you're throwing up lobs if the overhead comes back with pace. Once it does not come back with as much pace, you are either looking to drive or drop. Off of that, you are looking to come in and get yourself established. Um, so let's see here. So pop the overhead, lob. Oh, look at that, Lee hits a little drop, gets him in transition, and I, and you know, that, that play, uh, it's probably not not textbook. I don't I don't like the initial drop, but something that she does is she gets Andrea and Irina vulnerable in the transition zone, and obviously tougher to defend from there, and tougher to play defense because you have less time. Boom. But she but she gets them stuck in there. Now, if Andrea would have got that first ball down, it, it would have been a much different story. But she was unable to to get that first one down. Yeah, that one. And so with that being said, they get stuck in transition. And I call that a Lee Whitwell pickleball pedicure. Find the red zone and pick on those feet. 
Pickle Patty. Okay, but yeah, it looks like looks like Lee and Lee and uh, Lee and A. I'll do a much better job of getting there getting their thirds down and just uh, looks much much cleaner in in transition there's there's nothing more frustrating than to be popping thirds up popping fifths up and then having to scramble and like dig and pry and have trouble coming in in transition there's nothing more frustrating than not getting established you know what I mean uh-uh. oh, let's check this out again So looks like Lee was being a little ambitious there. Um, Ayo takes the drop. Okay, Lee tries to and 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 Lee. I mean, um, you know, obviously it's easier to see it from here, but looks like Lee may have. I mean, she probably could have sped up on that first one here. So that one, she, so she, she looks like she takes a dink out of the air in like her halfway green and yellow zone, right? And then dinks over to Andrea's outside foot. Andrea takes it out of the air. Lee then sneaks in. Now she's kind of uh, trying to be a, a little creative from her red zone. Gets a little extended. And as we see, if you get extended at the kitchen line or start chasing trash, uh, that that plastic ball comes back in a hurry. And if you're not ready for the recounter, you will taste plastic. If you know what I mean. Take a look here. Lee gets a little ambitious on this speed up. And this thing comes back in a hurry. Oh! And as it comes back in a hurry, they end up losing the point. Um, so if you are going to speed up, be ready to clean up or else um, that counter will usually beat you. If you're not ready to play with fire and fire comes back, you will get burnt. Plain, plain and simple. Simple as that. Spinsurf. Hey, y'all, Spinsurf had a, had a little junk on it, that's for sure. Definitely did. Beautiful point here. Oh, look at, look at Lee. Huh? Blocking queen. I mean, come on now. Does a point get more diverse than that? Does a point get more diverse than that? Okay, let's take a look again here. Spin serve. Okay, drop. Okay, now we get to dinking. And, and we're waiting. Speed up. Watch this block, come again, come again, because I will block again, come again, because I will block again, and now I'm back in. Block, I mean, come on. Four blocks and a point, and then a, then a poke. Four piece and a soda right there, baby. A four piece and a soda. Four blocks, and then a little poker. Um, and something that I love about Lee, and something that I, uh, you know, mentioned prior, uh, and this will be Lee's last compliment of of my boiler room. I'm just kidding. Okay, so block. Take a look again. Block. Double daria. Block. Double daria. Block. And now watch. Leans. Poke. So the great job of recognizing that she's not in control. She'd pop the ball up. Anytime, anytime she adds extra shape on her block or she adds extra shape on her dink, she gives herself time. Um, once she's able to hit more of a, I'm not going to say, um, and an aggressive block, but once she hits a block that just is a bit more linear, it gets down, maybe gets down in a hurry. Okay, and and I think uh, since it made I since it made Irina move and kind of pull her out of position, lean. If she comes again, poke, 
Beauty. Beauty. Come on now. This is the Lee highlight reel. We're just here to watch, baby. We're just here to watch. It's the, it's the Lee show. All right, last point here. Short. She decides not to drive. Looks like we're, we're dinking metal. Lee does a good job of taking some balls out of the air. Look at this little block again. If you want to come at me, I'm going to block. But uh, if I really see it, then I'm going to punch. Come again. Block. But she actually gets that block down. It's kind of a half block, half punch. This portion of the episode was sponsored by MLP. Appreciate you guys letting us use your content. Alrighty, so I've been running a gun in the last week or so. Um, K-Mac taught some camps for me. K-Mac uh, taught a camp in Bend, Oregon. We had 16 players there. Um, I hope all the campers in Bend had a great time getting K-Mac'd. Um, they also had a, a good buddy of mine, Devin Schmidt. Devin's a guy from Seattle. He's the, um, he's the head tennis pro at Harbor, Harbor Square. Uh, that is a peak facility. Uh, in, uh, in Seattle, he's an old tennis buddy of mine that, uh, just jumped over to the, to the dark side and started playing pickle a couple years ago and recently started teaching pickle full time. So, uh, happy to have that man on the team. Uh, also K-Mac is in Florida right now. Just got done teaching a camp in Orlando, uh, this last Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, he taught a camp with Cassandra Gurky and, uh, uh, they had 16 campers. He's teaching a camp in Punta Gorda Monday, Tuesday, and he's got 24. So KMAC is doing some great things. Um, cool news here. I signed with three new companies in the month of March. Um, and those three companies are GPR, Global Pickleball Rankings, uh, Chicken and Pickle, and Medissa Leaf. So uh, super happy to be with these companies and um, uh, happy to see what I can do uh, with these companies as well. So, uh, what just spent the last week in Florida, uh, had a, had a great time in Florida, had some, had some good results. Um, last Tuesday, I ended up actually getting some new teeth. If you guys see, I actually, uh, got a, got a set of some new pearly whites. And so I actually spent all last Tuesday, spent like six hours in the dental chair, uh, getting, getting my veneers on, got a, got a bunch of shots and got beat up for like five or six hours and then had to take a red eye, uh, uh Tuesday night, flew all the way to Melbourne, Florida. Um, it was brutal. I got to the airport in Spokane Tuesday night and my face was completely numb. I had not eaten all day. Uh, I'm sounding like a complete wuss right now, but I was a hurting puppy and then, uh, took a red eye, uh, did not sleep, uh, Tuesday night. Got to Florida Wednesday morning, practiced some with Frank. It was hot and humid and all the above. And then uh, played Riverland Open Thursday through Sunday. Had some good results. Ended up taking silver and singles. Uh, played a bunch of youngsters on that Thursday. I'll tell you what, the young generation is coming. Uh, boy, they are coming. Um, but uh, played a couple kids. Uh, James Ignacio. Uh, Ig Ignacio took out... Um, um, let's see. He took out Thomas Wilson. He took out both the cousins, took out Wilson and then Kohler played me and, uh, what's a much different story, but, but the guy is very talented. And what's crazy about his game is that he stays back. He's, he's I mean, he's, he's a walking highlight rope, but he stays back and just tries to pass kind of like how Ryan Sherry played for the first 
know, first year or so. Um, there's no, and I personally don't believe, but maybe so. I just don't think there's anybody that could be that successful in singles when they only stay back. Uh, I mean, you can only create and you can only slap winners for so long. I feel like it's easier to defend in singles than it is to pass. And, um, so anyhow, so played James, um, uh, played, played James and then played this other kid named Alex Newman. Uh, Newman beat, uh, Jay beat Loom and beat somebody else. Uh, ended up playing Newman in the semis, beat him in three. Uh, Alex Newman, honestly, uh, from what it sounds like, has only been playing for like six months. He uh, just graduated from Northwestern, plays a lot like me, serving forehand and singles. Um, I just do it a little better, if you know what I mean. But I am... Uh, I am seven years in, so that definitely, definitely does help. But talk about a guy with a, with a ton of upside, um, super nice kid as well. Um, we, had, we had a nice little chat after, after our semis match. And, um, um, yeah, so it looks like the youngsters are coming. And to top it, played another youngster uh, on Sunday and got my ass kicked. Uh, J-Dub is playing at a pretty sick level right now in that carbon paddle. Um, I don't have much of an opinion about it, but, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, there's some added creation there and, uh, but, but aside from that, I, I personally think in the last three months, J-Dub's game has gotten, it's gotten a notch better and, uh, he's added some different tools and he's being more offensive from lower locations. And, uh, something that he's doing in singles that most people aren't is that he's hitting a hard, flat, linear drive and he's crashing off of it and he's trusting, uh, he's trusting where he's at on the court and he's able to really guess right off of my fourth ball volley. So, you know, I hit a return, he hits a third ball drive, he comes in and then, you know, uh, as I'm hitting my fourth ball, he's in my vision and I'm either having to, you know, get my fourth ball down or try to find a spot that works. But, um, yeah, he's, you know, not, not only is he, uh, driving the forehand well and crashing, but he's, he's serving, uh, serving super deep. And on the return, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, that was the one area where I just, I, I, I didn't get any sort of freebies and I didn't get any sort of gain. I felt like I was serving pretty aggressively. And, uh, you know, the uh, wind was blowing. There were some added conditions. Uh, I mean, over the whole weekend, it was, you know, uh, the wind was probably averaging 10 to 15 miles an hour. But whether the wind was at his back or the, or the wind was going at him, um, I mean, probably half of his returns were, were painting the stinking baseline. I had no time to pass. And then with no time to pass, uh, dis disrupted my third ball drive. And, uh, anyhow, the kid played well and, uh, owned me for, uh, three straight games. I mean, I, I probably should have won game two, um, made him made a match out of it, but kudos to him. Uh, and then not only did he play well in singles, but, uh, as you saw, uh, him and Frazier dismantled the Johns bros. And to be honest, it was blowing 40 miles an hour. And it didn't seem like uh, Colin and Ben were, were all that interested. Didn't seem like Ben was interested at all. Colin was showing a lot of emotion. Ben was not. But uh, don't know how long the match lasted, but it was no longer than 15 or 20 minutes. And it was uh, five and two. And it was a, it was a complete bloodbath. Uh, blood but uh, uh, with that being said, yeah, those guys look good. Um, and they look good and they look very precise, uh, even, even with all that wind. Um, and, um, looks like J dub is really starting to be more comfortable, take more balls in the middle. Um, I know the, the J dub that I, that I played at nationals that played with Callan, uh, Ryan, and I played him in the finals that J dub was not really speeding up all that much. She was 
scared to speed up out of the air, and he definitely w- was not speeding up off the off the bounce. And the new J Dub, he's playing bigger in the middle. He's taking balls out of the air. He's being more aggressive, and, and he's just starting more firefights, which is showing how improved his hands are, and honestly, which is just showing how how good his hands are. Um, and Rob Cassidy kind of falls under that, uh, under that same umbrella. You know, Cassidy used to be known as like a true counterattacker, but now he's speeding up a bit more. He's leaning in more. He's being more aggressive with his lean. And then with that, he is, uh, looking to speed up more and he's using his hands and he's starting to recognize, Hey, like I can use my hands as, as a counterattacker. And that's, that's probably who I am to my core, but also I can use my hands and I can, I can be effective as, as an attacker. And as we see J-Dub, uh, he's being a bully in the middle. He's being big in the middle. Uh, and he's just creating more offense and he's, uh, I think he just recognizes how good his stinking hands are. And, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, in that finals match, it seemed like yeah, Dylan was the weak link, um, but uh, was was not the weak link by all that much. You know, um, I, I think just with head to head, he may he may. I mean, his hands are great, but uh, and and his hands are more. Uh, uh, Dylan's hands are more thumpy. It's more it's more through you. J Dub can block. Um, J Dub's transition from backhand to forehand volley is quicker than Dylan's. You know, seems like Dylan's a bit more backhand heavy. Uh, but Dylan's punch is more through you. J-Dubs, he, he can go down, he can go through you, or he can block. Um, and um, But yeah, yeah, they give Ryan, Ryan, Matt, and I sort of run for their money. Uh, Ryan, Matt ended up winning in four. Uh, that, was, that was their first gold together, so happy for those guys. And uh, let's see, on the women's single side, AL uh, beat up on Jansen. And then... Um, uh, in mixed doubles, AL and Ben cannot be beat. They cannot be beat. Uh, even though Ryan Catherine did did test them a little bit. And in game one, I think it was like 11-0 or like 11-1 in game one. Rye was all over in that semis match and, and took over in the first game. And then as we all know, once Ben wakes up, uh, Benny does Benny things. And, uh, um, and, you know, Rye and Catherine have been there multiple times. But... Uh, yeah, tough to, tough to, I mean, yes, uh, you know, they t- took a game off that team, but tough to take two games off that team. And, uh, it was somewhat tight in game, game two, you know, Ryan Catherine won game one. It was somewhat tight in game two, Ben and Ben and AL won game two. And then in game three, Ben and AL just, uh, just kind of ran away with it. But, um, it's a very good team. Women's doubles. It was Lee and AL. Um, and they got a win over Catherine and Jesse. Uh, and actually, AL got her first triple crown. Kudos to her. Um, I don't see anybody beating that girl in singles anytime soon. And I definitely don't see anybody beating that mixed team anytime soon. So, uh, top of the game. So, Jay and I finally got our act together. So happy that we uh, found a little chemistry, got some got some flow, and uh, we're, we're able to kind of figure it out. But Jay and I, um, God, we had a crummy start to the day. Uh, Beat uh, beat Johnny and his buddy in three, and then uh, should have beat Callan and Spencer. We're up like eleven five six one, and this is a reoccurring thing with Jay and I, is that we're up in games and then games slip away uh, in a in a pretty quick fashion. And to be honest, games are slipping away because our opponents are driving thirds, and we're having a hard time getting the stinking fourth down. I can't tell you how many matches this year that we've lost with. Uh, with just a simple shake and bake, and we just can't freaking defend the shake and bake. And so once we get a hold, or once we are, are able to neutralize the volley and get our fourth down and just be more more solid from there, then we're not going to have this string of three or four points, you know, go against us and 
and uh, and have teams claw back that that fast. But I think what it what it comes down to is that we're losing games because. Uh, we're not keeping that spree of points under two. You know, it's been like four or five points in a row. So I think once we can simplify that and, uh, you know, cut that out a bit more, be able to neutralize from there, play more points from the kitchen line and force teams to, to beat us at the kitchen line versus driving through us, um, then it's a much different ball game. Then we can be stingy. We're not going to give away as many points. And, um, you know, we can just be better. But we ended up losing to... To Smith and, and Dawson, uh, lost that team in three, beat a, beat a couple teams in the back draw. Actually had to play Pat and Andre. Uh, that was Jay and Jay and Pat's first time um, playing against each other in men's doubles, I, I believe. And um, yeah, you know, there was, there was definitely some emotions after. Um, Pat's a complete stud, by the way. Uh, you know, Pat could, uh, due to the circumstances, Pat could, uh, you know, not be as friendly, but uh but no, Pat is a real one, probably one of the nicest guys on tour, biggest hearts, and uh, truly appreciate that man. Um, but we ended up beating that team like 15-10. And then uh, Todd Fott, who, who uh, you know, um, another Utah guy. Uh, you know, it seems like Utah has a solid group of like, you know, seven to 10 pros, both uh, male and female, that all kind of travel together. But Fott uh, has definitely gotten a lot better and has a ton of upside and really anybody that's that's living in that area uh, has a ton of upside too just because there's so many players there. But Fott ended up playing with Loong. Uh, they beat Dawson and Smith to get in the bronze. And actually we're up like 14-6. And Jay and I mapped out a strategy to play Fott and Loong, you know, with them being up 14-6. Next thing we know, we're, out, we're on a practice court and we walk back to championship court. And next thing we know, it's 14-all. Uh, Dawson and Smith ended up w- working their way back, but uh, um, Fought and Loong ended up pulling it off, winning, I don't know, 16-14, something like that, and then played us in the finals. We played our final, uh, so it was, it was on that Saturday. Uh, we, had, we had a rain and wind delay at 12.30, and then so matches got pushed to 5.30, so we had this long delay throughout the day. Came back and um, uh, played our bronze medal match at like nine o'clock that night. It's you know uh, in the fifties, blowing twenty miles an hour. There, it's a ghost town. There's not anybody in the stands watching that bronze medal match. And Jay and I conquered our, our uh, first bronze, baby. So uh, happy to walk away with the bronze with that man, and uh, happy to get over the hump and get on the podium. And uh, and and it's it's uh, it's not going to be the last, and it's just a start for us. We are just getting going. So. Uh, Jay is a uh, Jay's a stud and played super well and and uh, um, I I think uh, over this last weekend we definitely f- figured some things out about each other and uh, and we can kind of use that use that as ammo going forward. I had a camp Monday Tuesday uh, at Burnstorm Arena in Punta Gorda. Want to give a big shout out to Tony, Steve Hawker, um, everybody that kind of helped put that camp together and. Um, uh, it's, uh, I've been, I've been going to Burnstorm Marina the last couple of years. It's a private community, uh, just outside of Punta Gorda and, uh, they have some private courts and stuff there. And, uh, um, so anyhow, so when I taught the camp this year, probably half of the campers were all repeats, um, and always love repeat campers. Why? Because, uh, because they're already won over. They know the curriculum. They follow the YouTube channel. And, uh, and they're just big fans. And so it just makes the cam atmosphere that much, that much smoother. Uh, everybody knows the terminology and, um, 
love me some repeat campers. But yeah, I ran a camp Monday, Tuesday. We had 32. Um, I used uh, Michael Leonard, Andre Diescu, and Scott Tingley. Appreciate all the all the all the pros that I use there. So I'm I'm home for the next couple days. Uh, home through Monday night, and then fly out to Austin. Play PPA Austin next weekend, um, and then teach a camp in Austin Monday, Tuesday, and then go to San Antonio Tuesday night, and teach a camp at San Antonio Chicken and Pickle uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Fly home Thursday. And then, um, and then back home for a couple of days. So, uh, so episode 35, I will see you guys after PPA Austin. Um, hope you guys enjoyed episode 34. Make sure to like, subscribe, and turn those notifications on to the MacGuffin Pickleball Club, best content in pickleball. Uh, we have more instructional videos coming out in the, in the next couple of weeks. Make sure you guys follow me on IG, Facebook, TikTok, on any social platform. Truly appreciate you guys. I will see you guys in episode 35.